Moray was a member of our extended family. Um, and it's been a rough 24 hours. But uh, I believe that um, God put this message on my heart some weeks ago. And, uh, you know, there's opportunities to share, to encourage others, which those of you who know me is always my spirit. God has made me an encourager, and he's made me a communicator. And those are the gifts that I come to share to you today. I didn't put on any makeup because I figured there wasn't any point. <laughs> and already I've been proven right, so thank you, Lord, for telling me that I'm okay as I am. Two hours sleep and um, a lot of tears with my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who were in relationship with him. Um, so I go to share this morning from the heart. <clears throat> I was thought to start with something though, and um, oh, yep, cool, finding freedom in lockdown. <laughs> And I thought, you know, Lord, um, I bet you this message is going to be even more relevant today, given the last 24 hours, than it was even two weeks ago when I jolly well wrote it. Yeah. Isn't God good? So here's what I know, is I sent Dean an email, and I said, P.S., wonder if there's any chance that my lovely friends in the band could sing new wine. Email didn't get there. But it's okay, because God is at work. And Charlene said to me, I just felt to play that song today. Wow. Okay, that's my sermon. <laughs> do we need any more than that, right? Like, do we need any more than that? So when I, you know, Dean graciously gave me the option, knowing how close we were, and I was in a lot of pain yesterday, and spent some time with my brothers and sisters in the cafe praying, and and chatting, and um, he said, you know, you can choose. You want to do it, no problem. I said, well, why wouldn't I? What would Maury say to me? He'd say, go do it. Don't hold back who God's made you to be and what he's put on your heart just because this has happened. So here I am, and uh, I've been prayed for, prayed over. I've prayed for the Holy Spirit to come through whatever I say today, and my, my, my um, God's desire, I believe, through me is that someone feels encouraged because um, I come to church to feed, to drink from the living water, to fellowship with my church whanau, to, to get my strength and my energy. And lots of people know me as an energizer bunny and as a, as a full-on extrovert. And um, I pulled back from being that person for a long time because of I took on board things that people said about me. And, and then God brought me back to my truth, right? So my mission in the world is that we have all been created for a purpose and I work in the leadership, um, public sector, private sector, and uh, that's the message I take out to the world, and that world is hungry for that message. There are people out there who don't know God who want to know what their purpose is in this world. So I'll start with um, Linda Billington preached a long time ago, and um, she said um, that she committed every day to the Lord afresh. And so for a long time now, it's just saying, Ooh, you say these things and you're like, okay, right, why did I pray that? Um, 
So every day I can, I walk around the park, and you've seen me sharing, and some of you have walked with me on FaceTime and th- um, on live and things like that, because I just feel to share with the world and uh, stop worrying about what everyone thinks and just go, this is who God made me. And I say, Lord, today I commit to you afresh, regardless of what happens, yeah. right? I just wrote this down so I stay on track. And no matter what happens, Lord, I know that you will be there and you will provide wisdom, love, healing, protection, guidance in whatever setting you put me in, whatever setting I find myself in and whatever things happen. And I pray that with a little bit of joy and a little bit of faith and a little bit of trepidation because what I know is that uh, God is a good God but um, we still life sometimes hurts. And right now life hurts a lot and I don't have any... So a lot of questions, you know, that just naturally come with grief and we're all dealing with it in our different ways. So I hope this message blesses you. Um, as a business owner, I'm struggling between two sets of glasses because uh, I'm 51. <laughs> oh, I was short-sighted for so many years and now I'm jolly well long-sighted as well. What's with that? And I don't like progressives, so don't go down that track with me. So I'm just going to suffer, and you're going to suffer watching me. Um, Okay, so as a business owner, every year I start with some goals and mantras. Interesting, because this year, my wall is very simple in my home office. And I have a big poster this big that says, pray more. And a big poster over here that says, what you feed grows. Little did I know at how important these things would become when we slide on that big slide down into lockdown. And then I also prayed this prayer, and some of you will shudder because you probably have also prayed this prayer. Lord, make me the woman that when my feet hit that floor, the devil goes, oh no, she's up. So what happens? (laughs) The devil goes, oh no, she's up, and I'm going to find my way in because I need to stop her, because she's going to make a difference in this world. So, uh, I don't. as a speaker um, in, the, in the business world, I don't normally stick to notes, but today I really am, because I really want to talk about what God's put on my heart, so I'll just keep myself on track. So lockdown, setting the scene. Lockdown was a rude awakening for many of us. It stripped our earthly freedoms and the many things that people took for granted. We found ourselves cut off, stuck, experiencing anxiety and fear on so many different levels. Some people loved lockdown. The introverts amongst us, bless you. (laughs) I'm an extrovert. I felt like I was a chicken with my wings cut off. So it occurred to me, we are all on the same ocean but not in the same boat. And that's okay. So context, I'm not going to go through all the dark dramas of my life, but there were a lot. I felt like I dropped into a dark cave and then there's this landslide and every rock that could fall and block off any escape routes and light fell. Without going into the detail of my situation, I have a large, close and complex family. Five kids, four grandkids, elderly parents, a business as a contractor and most of my clients are small businesses. A husband, a brother and a large family in Brisbane. So the things that happened to us were redundancy, Others hanging in the unknown balance for weeks of redundancy, and some still hanging there. 
serious mental health issues in my own family and our friends. It was the day before Moray went to his brothers that had rung me and said, um, where shall I lock down? And I said, uh, what's your options? And he said, should I go to my brothers? And I said, yeah, you should absolutely go to your brothers. So thank the Lord he locked down in level four with his brother up in Palmerston North and spent that time with his family. What a blessing. What a blessing for them. What a blessing for him. So um, that's, you know, that's where people were at. But I also have a daughter, an adult daughter with serious mental health issues, raising her daughter, same thing. And we couldn't get to them because they were in Wainui. <laughs> So I get phone calls of desperation and tears, and all I could do was pray. I just had nothing left. So health issues. Um, my elderly parents had chosen to lock down out of reach for their own safety because we had seven in our bubble, and I was able to continue to work. And every day, every week, I was like, "Thank you, Lord, I have work this week." That's literally how it was. This week, I have work. Today, I have work, and that's all I did. But I had to work from home in a bubble of seven when no one else was working. (laughs) And my house ain't big. (laughs) So lots of things to be grateful for, but also lots of challenges. I then fell down my back steps in week one of lockdown. Everybody laughed and said I felt like a ninja. That's my husband's humour. It's like, darling, you look like a ninja when you fell. Bless him. My, te- my 11-year-old was wetting herself, saying, I don't know why, I can't stop laughing. Um, anyway, I, look, I got up, I shook myself off, um, my toe was a bit sore, I thought I'd done a lot of damage when I was lying on the ground on shock, and then I went, oh, actually, I think I'm okay, I can move. So eventually I moved and I carried on, and my toe next to my big toe on my right foot went black. And I went, oh no, I think I've broken my toe. <laughs> not going to go to the hospital on level four for a broken toe, because what are they going to do? They're going to tape it to the other toe, no big deal. So I had all these challenges. Found out later that I'd re-herniated my disc, and I'd broken my toe. <laughs> but I don't know what happened, the adrenaline, the passion, the fire, I don't know, the craziness. I just kept going, because all I knew to do was to keep going. So is the picture of the dark cave there? I love this. So this was me. Not really, but that's what I felt like. <laughs> Daily, I felt uh, crushed under the weight, attacked mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually from all levels. And I would get myself out to the park, broken toe and all, and I'd walk and I'd pray and I'd sing that song, New Wine, loud to the trees and the birds and my dogs. And the great thing about lockdown was there was nobody in my den <laughs> to listen. And I was laughing last night when I was with Dean and the others in the cafe, we, we joined together and I said, that, you know how I was Trent the Memorial Park surrounded by houses? I had this sneaky thought, I thought, I wonder if there were people sitting there with their binoculars going, yeah, hey Jim, there's that crazy lady again, look, she's walking around. So I was like, Dad, and I rebuke you and I was like, just like walking around the park. So um, Isaiah 40 He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall into exhaustion. 
but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. So that sustained me. Those words sustained me because I felt weak. Um, There were days that um, I would put one foot in front of the other. I'd be like, God, you know, what's going on here? What can I do? What's going to happen? It was just one foot in front of the other, one heartbeat, the next heartbeat, the next breath. And sometimes I'd get out that door to go for a walk. It was the last thing I felt like doing. I was sore. I didn't know how sore until five weeks later, but I was sore. Everything was crushing. Everything looked, ugh. And I just remember God constantly reminding me of the gifts he'd given me. I've given you the gift of communication. How are you going to use it? And um, so I started to use my voice. And those who follow me on social media, thank you for those who interact with me. And I just know that I've been given something to steward for good. And we were talking about it this morning, um, Jeanette and I and, and others, is like, what have we been given individually as individuals? What have we been given that we can give to the world? So the reason I decided that I wasn't going to retreat into my bed with a duvet over my head and feel sad about my dear friend who lost his life was because I went, God has given me something and it's something the world needs more of regardless of what's happening. And that was what came to me day in, day out through lockdown. Day in, day out. Regardless of what's happening, focus on me. Fix your eyes on me. Take action. Do something. Get out there. Pray. And I go to my faith tree. And so the action page has a tree. Anybody seen my faith tree on the Facebook page? Anyway, I post it. Yes, thank you, Gina. I have an audience of one. It's fine. <laughs> um, years ago, I used to think, Worry about what people thought of me because I'm extroverted, I'm loud, I'm opinionated, I'm vocal. Pardon? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, I retreated from that for a few years because of a few opinions of others. And then God just said to me, it's my opinion that counts. It's God's opinion that counts. And it's me that has to be right with him. And... I also realise that I have a responsibility. So he's given me, he's given me uh, resources. He's given me talent. He's given me gifts. And, in, and, and, and you know where the devil wants us? He wants us ineffective. So I don't, I'm not going to get into an argument about who created COVID. I don't believe God created COVID. But I believe that the devil goes, oh, hello. Look at this. Lots of opportunities Lots of opportunities to get into negativity, use the media to, to form opinions and get people fearful and scared and running from the truth. And wow, devil's playground. And when we're weak and tired and sore and broken and whatever else, it's so easy to go there. Remember I said I had a poster that said, what you feed grows? That just every day, what you feed grows, what you feed grows, you feed it, it grows, you look at it more, more will come, Um, excuse me, sniffing, it's so awful,
So walking in nature, um, I read a book, and you, if you want to write it down, um, I didn't write who, Blinken. Oh, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> Reforesting Faith. Has anyone read that book? Reforesting Faith. Oh, my gosh. You're missing out. It's an amazing book. It's written by a doctor, a physician, and a carpenter, Dr. Matthew Sleeth, S-L-E-E-T-H. So Reforesting Faith, what trees teach us about the nature of God and his love for us. And he literally references the entire Bible and says this point. Now, I'm no theologian, so you can correct me later, but he says this, that every significant thing that ever happened through the Bible, every significant thing happened under a tree, in a tree, on a tree, around a tree, or from wood from a tree. Even Jesus' crucifixion, wood from a tree. Who sat under the tree? Tree, tree, tree. And I was like, whoa. And he shows you how trees are so significant. I was always drawn to the trees, and that is where I found my grounding in God. I go to church in Barton's Bush. When there was no church for lockdown, of course I watched church, thank you guys. But I also went to church to feed on the power of the Holy Spirit, and I found him in Barton's Bush. Every time. No, I'd go in there bawling, lost, worried, scared, tired, sore, and I'd come out the other side and I would be refreshed, renewed, peace. He'd give me visions. So acknowledging that we are in a spiritual warfare quite often, and sometimes that's a spiritual warfare inside our heads. So I feel to read this verse in its entirety. We all know it. But this verse also sustained me because it came to me in a revelation one day that I was in a spiritual battle and that God was wanting me to be effective with the gifts and the things he'd stewarded me with and the things he'd given me responsibility with and the strength that he'd given me every time I looked for it. And I needed to stand my ground against the attacks of the enemy on my mind, on my eyes, on my family, on my situation. And so I'm going to read Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18, NIV version. I've put it up on there so we can all read it. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, stand. And the next bit is my favorite. And I'll show you how this worked out, give you a bit of a laugh for the day. Let's read it first. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for the Lord's people. 
So I would walk around the park. And I'd be like, you know, the belt buckle of truth and the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and my feet in the readiness of the gospel of the peace. And I'd just be like, devil, you get out. You get out, you retreat, go away. Any schemes you've got against my mind, my family, my church community, my, my upper hut community, be gone in Jesus' name. And God reminded me of the power that he had given me as a believer to claim the Holy Spirit and speak that into the world. Right? So, um, Ben Paulson, I suffered from chronic anxiety about 10 years ago. Ben, you came to my house and you gave me scriptures and you said to me, you prayed for me and you said to me, you stand and you declare those scriptures into the world and the enemy will retreat. And I want to thank you. Because that's all I do every time. Declare the word. Now, I'm no theologian and I have real trouble (laughs) remembering bits of the Bible. But God said to me one day, just remember the important bits. So I just go, what's the important scripture for today? It's all I can remember. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. It's my number one. Right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's my number two. I'm going to put on the full full armor of God, and I'm going to stand in the battle that's been given to me because I can and because I will. And that's my number three. And then there's others that come in and I read them and I declare them over the thing. But my core truths, and then God reminds me, what have I put in your hands? What have I put in your hands? So what does he put in your hands? Making us ineffective is one of the devil's favorite things to do. Remember, I want to be one of those women. Feet hit the floor, the devil goes, whoa, Oh, I know, and this is the other thing that I declared around Matt Park. Light always overcomes the darkness. How many places in the Bible do we see evidence of that? Light overcomes the darkness. The victory is his. He's already won it, and we just need to claim it and declare it. I claimed, I, I had a friend over lockdown who I was declaring freedom, so I'd pray, freedom and victory. I declare, I take that. It's already there. I take it in your name for this person. They were freed from drug addiction in lockdown. I was like, thank you, God. My husband was made redundant on the first day of lockdown. Nasty, done really badly unexpected and really wrong. So I put my mama bear lioness HR hat on and uh, did a bit of, and we got it sorted, right? But he still was hurting. It still, it was horrible. He was treated really badly. Prayed and prayed, and there was a chance there was another job with the opposition. But for five weeks, we knew nothing. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And on week five, we'd like you to start on the 5th of May. And the job is better, 
and it's with better people who treat him better. Thank you, Lord. Um, my business partner and I get on the phone, every, uh, get on Zoom every Sunday night and pray whether I feel like it or not. That was the key that I remember Linda Billington in that one. I don't know if any of you remember that one where she said, you know, the first prayer I prayed, but also show up whether you feel like it or not. Because here's what I know for what happened in lockdown for me, and I know other people the same, is when you least feel like it is when you get the best breakthrough. The best breakthrough, the best of God comes out of us and into us and into other people when we least feel like it. The number of times I have evidence to show, if you ever wanted to hear the stories, I could tell you the stories of when I've turned up to church or a a woman's night, broken. Like, God, I just need you, blah, 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 poor me, whatever. And God has gone, go pray for that person. Really? I don't have anything. And I go and pray for that person out of obedience with no idea of what I'm even going to say. All these situations sometimes. And I start praying and the Holy Spirit meets me there and freedom happens and I'm free. Hello, my problems are gone in that moment. All my feeling of my problems are gone. It's just, whoa. Yet how many times as humans with our own mind and our thoughts and can't be botheredness and whatever, do we just not do it because actually I'm not really in the mood? But I remember Linda saying, and so I turn up to church every week that we are able, and I stand there, you know I do because you see me, and I praise God, and I'm telling you that sometimes I have tears, sometimes I, my voice sounds flat and inaudible, and sometimes I don't even know what to pray, and sometimes I'm so, and sometimes I'm joyous, but I come anyway, and God meets me there somehow, some way. So, who God made me? This is just some things that I did might encourage you, might give you some ideas, everybody's different. I was reminded repeatedly that I was made an encourager, and one of my gifts is communication, and that I could steward these things to affect the change I could. So the prayer that I prayed, um, you can just, Chris, you can just pull those up if you want. I would say, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And if you find yourself in a pit of despair and anxiety and hopelessness and worry and fear, I encourage you to press into that prayer and dissect it. Dissect it. Like if you take every word of that prayer, it's so flippin' simple. And it was used for Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's on my wall because it's perfect for every situation. It doesn't need huge intelligence. It doesn't need big words. It doesn't need to take forever. It just is. Grant me the serenity, the peace. So when I dissect it, sometimes I add words. I'm like, God, grant me the serenity. Bring me peace. Help me to see what I can control. So then God would bring people and situations into my mind in the park, and I obediently reached out. I sent so many random voice messages through Messenger. Dean got one, two, 
That's why I'm standing up here today. Teen, oh, this message on my heart. And they do, anybody know that messenger is one minute and it cuts you off? Hey, a communicator, I end up sending three because one minute isn't long enough to say what I want to say. Um, but it keeps me short and sweet. So anyway, get it across in one minute or you get two messages. So I did that in obedience and the number of people that would say to me, how did you know? You gave me just what I needed that day. Just whatever God said. Okay. I didn't question it. I didn't worry whether it came from God or whether it came from whatever. I just went, work, must be good. Because I've been praying, so let's go. And I do it. And it meant that I helped people. I helped people in business. Um, I helped people with whatever they needed. And I just did what I could. And in return, I was blessed and energized. So the breakthrough wall The other thing that um, God restored in me was my writing. So I write for business. I write articles. I've just written my first e-book. And God put that on my heart. Write that e-book, give it to the business world. And why? Because we'd seen people struggling with the ability to lead teams remotely. So I wrote a whole book. Someone said, why wouldn't you put that out for sale? I was like, well, I've just been prompted to give it to the world. And so... That's me going, oh, wow. And God poured that out of me in a weekend. So that book's been like on my need to write list, which is this long. Um, and I've got two other books on the go that haven't been finished yet. And I, and I just, one weekend, I was just like, that's it. That book's coming out. And it was like, sorry, guys, but it was like giving birth, ladies. It was like labor, delivery, baby. <laughs> And it felt so good to just be able to give of of anything that I had. And sometimes we can go, I don't have enough, I don't have much. But it's whatever you have is good, it's fine, it's it's small. If it's a chocolate bar to a neighbour, it's not the chocolate bar, it's the fact that you thought about them. And so I struggled with that. But you know what? I just gave people voice messages and told them I was thinking about them and praying for them. And I did that for my Christian friends and I did that for my uh, friends who don't believe or haven't found God yet. It didn't matter. I didn't worry about what it looked like. I got on Facebook Live because I knew other people were struggling in their loneliness and I thought if I can encourage one more person today as this big extrovert encourager, I will do it. And sometimes my hair was everywhere, and I'd look at the video afterwards and go, geez, put that out there in the world. <laughs> but you know what? Whatever. This is me. This is, this is who God has made me. And I encourage each of you to find out, if you don't know already, or go back and stand in it, who God has made you, what has God put in your hands. Because whatever it is, it's good, and it's because you're you, and because he gave you life to be you, Yeah. Be yourself, everyone else is taken. Yep, that's my mantra. So these last um, points before I finish up. These are the things, my truths that I was reminded of. He never leaves or forsakes us. Light always comes, overcomes the darkness. This has already been done. My job is to seek the light and share the light. We are in a spiritual battle God always wins. If we press in and declare his victory, 
often he's already won anyway and it's just us that's like not seeing it or tapping in. When we least feel like it is when we see the biggest breakthroughs. Putting one foot in front of the other is enough. And I remember seeing a meme that said, when one, when one door closes, another door opens, but it sure is hell in the hallway. And I remember that day I saw that, I heard God say, be the light in the hallway. Wow. I went, whoa. So could you be the light in someone's hallway? People are between doors right now, everybody. Some people aren't, and you might not be, but there are people, there are lots more people out there at the moment who are between doors. So could we be the light in that hallway between the doors for them? We might not be able to open those doors. We might not be able to go back and fix the door, but we can definitely be the little joy germ in the hallway. My final um, thoughts. So much may have been lost as a result of this time but much more of the treasure God wants us to be, that God wants us to find has been found. He's wanted us to find the things that are truly important and we have. If we sink into the darkness and let it engulf us, we miss the light. And that's right where the enemy wants us, ineffective and in the dark. So my favorite songs sometimes a whisper sometimes out of tune only the trees know awake my soul you know that song there is a sound I love to hear it's the sound of the saviour's robe as he walks into a room where people pray where we hear praises he hears faith awake my soul and worship him and new wine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Charlene, for being tapped in. So those are the songs. And when I least feel like it, I sing, and then I pray, and then I sing some more, and then I send a message, and then I sing, and then I pray. So if you receive a message from me in the bush, know that my intention is to encourage you, that I'm not crazy. I love you, Church Fano. I missed you all. You're all part of my life have been for almost 18 years, some of you. Some of you have come and gone, some of you are newer. But you're my extended whanau, and we all need each other, especially in times like this. And we all need each other. Team, together, everyone achieves more, right? Um, Can I just pray as I finish, please? Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving me the strength to bring this message this morning. I just pray that if there's anyone here that doesn't know you yet, that they reach out. Reach out to one of us to pray with them. We'd love you to share the joy that we each experience. Because Lord, I couldn't do any of this without you. Without you, I'm nothing. I'm just a human in my humanness. And I need you and we all need you, Lord. Bring your healing, bring your love. 
reignite fires and sparks of joy in people, bring ideas about their purpose and connection to what they're here to do on this earth. Help people to have revelations about what you've put in their hands, their gifts and their strengths and their abilities. Help them to see how that contributing those things, big or small, to the world can make such a big difference if done in your name and by your strength. And I pray that as we continue to come together now at the other side, weave us together. And for those that are still feeling shaky and fearful and unsure, Lord, I just pray that your peace and power of your Holy Spirit rests on those people right now. And for those of us who are hurting over the loss of our dear brother Moray, Lord, we know he's with you. And we just pray for your healing. And once again, to know what we can do to move forward because out of every situation you bring good thank you Jesus thank you Lord Amen